Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. We did it. We hit the button. The recording is occurring. It's happening. I'm excited. I can't wait to introduce my guest today. Uh, what to say? He is a serial entrepreneur, a founder. He's a CEO of multiple companies. He is a marketer through and through. He's a fellow podcaster. He's creating events. In fact, he has an event coming up, which we'll get into, one of the biggest events ever, all about email. Martha Stewart's coming. All sorts of things are about to happen. Well, who is he, Casey? Who is he? Founder of SubjectLine.com, which I know many of you have used. Guru Events, President and CEO of Outcome Media, Jay Swedelson. Welcome, sir. I'm fired up to be here. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to be all over the place. All right, let's do this. So we're here, and the first thing I need to do is pass you something. It's heavy, but clearly it looks like you work out. So here it is. <sighs> all right. Go ahead, grab that. Take Thor's hammer for me. You going to grab it? No, you have to actually grab it. I got it. it. I got it. You got it? Oh, look at that. Okay. You actually do All have right. Thor's hammer right there. Yeah. Take Thor's hammer and smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. All right. I think one of the biggest myths in email marketing, and people are going to say, that can't be true. That's not right. But it is, is that unsubscribe. So when someone says, take me off your list, that that is a bad thing. That when you get these unsubscribes, that that should be a metric that you look at and say, oh no, we're getting a lot of unsubscribes. We're sending out too much email. We're doing something wrong. It could not be further from the truth. Unsubscribes are actually a great thing. Uh, and let me just go through really quick why I believe that, right? So first off, okay. one myth is that when somebody unsubscribes from your email list, whether you're a business marketer or a consumer marketer, that it is hurting your deliverability. It's hurting your ability to stay in the inbox. Not true. Uh, an unsubscribe does not hurt your deliverability at all. A spam complaint does, but not an unsubscribe. An unsubscribe actually helps you to stay in the inbox for two reasons. Number one, it's getting rid of a boat anchor person that's in your database. And number two, it's actually a form of engagement when someone opens up an email and clicks that unsubscribe, right? And that helps you to stay in the inbox. But why do I say unsubscribes are good? Oftentimes, marketers send out an email, they get a bunch of unsubscribes, and all of a sudden they go, oh no, we got too many unsubscribes, we did something wrong. But it's the right. exact opposite, and here's why. Let's say uh, you listen to this podcast today, and we give you an idea, and we say, hey, uh, start your subject line with a number. Because when you start your subject line with a number, it increases the number of people that open up your emails, and you go out and you test this idea. When you test this idea, there are people in your database that you emailed out to that when you put that number to start your subject line, the seven things HR pros need to know, right? All of a sudden, somebody that hasn't opened up one of your emails in three months or in six months, all of a sudden they see your email because it stood out because you tried a new tactic by putting that number in the subject line. You stood out. And the person opens it up and says, you know what? I didn't even know I was still on this list. I forgot I was on this list. I'm not interested anymore. And they unsubscribe. They didn't unsubscribe because you sent out another email. They unsubscribed because for the first time in forever, you tried something new and you weren't wallpaper. 
right? You did the reason they opened up that email is because you weren't wallpaper, right? So the unsubscribe occurred because you did something good. You generated more engagement, right? So people unsubscribe either because they see something new or because they just want to get rid of all the stuff in their inbox. They'll unsubscribe from 15 things at one time. So don't use the metric of an unsubscribe as a reason to send out less. The most successful marketers on the planet happen to also be the most frequent senders. If you send out relevant stuff, you can send out email every single day. Relevancy equals frequency. So that's the myth I want to bust. Man. Smash. The thing is destroyed. Unsubscribe doesn't ha have to have that weird, you know, that negative connotation to it. How far do you take this? Do you, do you drive for unsubscribes? Do you like push, try to get people out and keep the others? No, I listen, you don't want a, <laughs> a never ending pile of unsubscribes, but I'll tell you what happens so often is, and it happens in all of our organizations. You send out an email and you not only get an, an unsubscribe back, but you might get a nasty gram. You get one of these unsubscribes that says, hey, I hate you. You're doing something wrong. You're a horrible person, right? And somehow this horrible unsubscribe permeates throughout your organization, makes up to your CEO and then back down to your desk somehow. And then you're throwing up and you're like, oh no, we did something horribly wrong. In reality, there's just some strange person out there that's having a horrible day and sends <laughs> this really nasty email. And what do we all do? We say, stop sending, we're sending too much. Right. Because this one person had a total mental breakdown, right? We can't react to the loudest voice in the room and let that dictate our marketing efforts. And so that's why I stand on this soapbox about unsubscribes because they hurt us from a, from a marketing uh, 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 thinking of what we should and should not be doing. It's so true. I've, I've experienced that, right? Something bad happens with some outlier and then suddenly we need to shift. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, you know, there's like 80% click-through rate. It was the best email we've ever written because some nasty person, you know, right. got off the wrong side of the bed that day and decided they didn't, didn't want to. <laughs> Does that apply to spam as well? Do you give people a free pass for that? Or we're talking like value delivery and email? Yeah, yeah, you know, spam complaints are really bad. And if you're sending out stuff that are generating spam complaints, that will absolutely hurt your deliverability. You're doing something wrong and you need to take a step back and 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 look at everything that you're doing. You know, but as, for legitimate senders, business and consumer, uh, you shouldn't be getting a lot of spam complaints, right? Um, and, you know, the other big thing with myths is that people say, you know, email's dead. Email doesn't work for me. Right. And I think, and we can jump into this, but there's so many little things that you can do in email that can radically change the performance that the people that think email's dead, that doesn't work for them, they're just not paying attention to the littlest stuff. You know, any, I've heard this too. Anyone that says something is dead, it's probably selling something, right? Like, right. oh, forms are dead. No one fills them out anymore. Email's right. dead. No one opens them up anymore. Right. Podcasts it's, are dead. No one listens to them. hundred percent. Probably not. What in the little, the little cuts kill you, huh? So what are some of the little things that you've seen that just, you know, small improvements or just band-aids over these little cuts? So, okay. So let's just talk about lots of little things we're not always thinking about, right? Things that cost no money that take five seconds to do. I'll give you a great example. What do we all do when we set up our email campaigns, business or consumer? We say, when do we want it to go out? I want it to go out at 8 a.m at 11 a.m., at 2 p.m., that's what we all do. Have you ever in your life said, I wanted to go out at 8.17, at 9.22, at 11.28? No. 
80% of all email is sent out on the hour. Why does that matter? Because the first 10 minutes of any hour, if you look at your inbox, all of the email that you get in the first 10 minutes is promotional email. Okay, because we're all sending out our email on the hour. Just by not sending your email out on the hour, you send it out at 917 at 1128, right? Just by doing that, you actually see an open rate increase. The percentage of people opening up emails lifts by about 15%. Because now when your email hits the inbox, it's not caught up with all the garbage of all the other promotional mail. It's in there with the real email that you want to get. So that's, that's a huge thing. Other little things that people aren't paying attention to. The subject line is ridiculously important, right? People say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter about people opening. It does. They can't respond if they don't open. Here's the thing about the subject line. People say, well, how long, how many characters should my subject line be? And all that's nonsense. That's not what matters. Nobody actually reads the whole subject line. They don't. They read the first few characters. What you do in the first few characters subject line will dictate everything. So what can you do? You can capitalize the first word of your subject line. Today, capitalize it. New, capitalize it right? Capitalizing the first word of your subject line will help to increase the open rate by about 20%. You start your subject line with a number, the three things that everyone needs to know, the four fashion trends this winter, right? Start it with a number, will lift your open rate. Start it with an emoji, it will lift your open rate. Business and consumer, so many business marketers think I can't use an emoji, but it's not true. If they were called business icons instead of emojis, you would use them and they do so well. I don't care what type of industry you're in. If you put a little calendar emoji or a checkmark emoji, the whole game is when people are kind of doing that social scroll through their inbox, what are you going to do to get people to notice that email, that millisecond subconsciously to look at it? Hey, Liz here. Did you know my dad has another podcast? It's about podcasts. It's called Creating the Greatest Show. And it's about the ins and outs of how to make a great podcast. So once you're done listening to this episode, just search for Creating the Greatest Show on your podcast app. And now back to the main event. And then open it up. You need to win uh, uh, that inbox game and these little things to stand out make a difference. So little things can have a big impact. So by following that logic, do I need to start with an emoji followed by a number followed by a capitalized word? That would be the most amazing subject line of all time. <laughs> I would love that subject. And you know, another myth that people believe that, that unfortunately what happens, and this is almost in all different marketing channels, when you go to Google and you type in things like, you know, spam trigger words, you know, why do you go to the junk folder? You will invariably see a million different articles saying, avoid these words, avoid the word free, or don't put exclamation mark in your subject line, or don't use an emoji because you'll get filtered and you'll go to the junk folder. It's literally not true. That was true 10 years ago. You used to go to the junk folder, the spam folder, because of content, the words and symbols that you put in your subject line or your body copy. You don't go to the junk folder for those reasons. You go to the junk folder, spam folder for the lack of engagement that you have with the people that you're emailing to, how often they're opening and clicking and responding. It no longer has anything to do with the words you're writing and the symbols. And the problem is when you Google what are the best practices, there is this horrible regurgitation of, of old best practices and telling you to avoid these things. You can put the word free in your subject line. You can use a question mark in your subject line. Go to your inbox, look at every major sender, and you will see in your inbox, not your junk folder, they're all doing the things that you're actually avoiding because you're reading nonsense 
And so um, things like capitalizing that first word or putting a number, they really help and it will not hurt your deliverability. Okay. It's, I mean, this it makes total sense that everything keeps evolving and using old strategies <laughs> never actually works. I, right. I think back to like trying to use old school SEO strategies from the nineties will probably get you banned, you know, like right. <laughs> don't, don't do it. So, right. so it sounds like I can, I can use free, I can use question marks. I can use simple. So how, how much, if I, if I'm doing some of these little tricks, is it, you know, I only got a couple words at the very beginning. Yeah. You got to get it out. Yeah. What, what do I got to do with that? How do I really craft those words? Okay. So, and you got to, okay. You got to think about what you're saying. So people make the mistake. Let's say you were promoting a webinar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Promoting a webinar. That was a lot. You're promoting an ebook. What, what do marketers do? They do the most ridiculous thing. They start their subject right now with the word webinar or <laughs> yeah, totally. ebook. Right. That just might as well say, this is boring. It might as well just say that. Yeah. What you always want to focus on, forget about the vehicle that you are promoting. It doesn't matter you're promoting an ebook. It doesn't matter if you're promoting a webinar because those sound boring. You want to talk about the topic of the thing that you are doing. So if you're promoting, you know, the uh, the seven things all SMB owners need to know, right? And it happens to be a webinar. Let them find out that it's a webinar when they open it up. Let them get hooked on the topic of the thing. If you start out by saying it's an ebook, or you start out by saying it's a webinar, you will lose them literally in that first word because it says to the person, this is work for me. This is an obligation for me. So you want to give them that benefit uh, of the topic as fast as you humanly can to get them excited. Um, and that's really the mistake that most marketers make is that they waste that real estate, that super valuable real estate in the subject line. And then once they open it up, right, they continue to be boring. I'll give you another example of what's really boring that people screw up. You open up the email. Yes, somebody opened it up. They're interested in whatever it is you're saying. And now they get to that button, the call to action button. So what do we all put on that button? We put uh, uh, shop now, right? Submit. We put register, <laughs> put download. Oh my God, is that horrible, right? That yeah. is what's in it for me, the sender. But what about what's in it for me, the recipient, right? Let's say it was a webinar you were promoting and you had two different A-B tests. One call to action button said, register. And the other one said, save my spot, or it said, I want in, right? Which one, which one do you want to click on? Or instead of shop now, how about get my 20% off? Those call to action buttons can be any length that you want. And here's a crazy stat. When the call to action button is written in the first person, written in the first person, we see click-through rates go, go up by over 20%. Because all of a sudden you could hear yourself subconsciously saying the thing, I want to save my 20%, right? Uh, save my spot. So these things have a huge impact. Man, it, it's like most of us are doing email wrong. If you look at our inboxes, we are just boring. Yes. Boring. And how, I mean, how many times have I used some logic, logistical word, oh, webinar, event? Right. You know, and what's interesting is when I pull up my my other browser right now, my my window's shrunk. So all I really see is the first three words of all these emails and how many of them are boring, right? One of them has a little <laughs> little lightning emoji in there. There we go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no fine. one else does. Like Why? Yeah. What's going on? Yes. Everyone's boring, boring here. 
And that's the world, you know, uh, uh, we have to be less boring. And, you know, oftentimes it's funny. I think about Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is a pretty boring organization. If you look at almost every email newsletter that they send out, okay, they use an emoji in almost every subject line of every newsletter sent, they send wow. out. I promise you, you're less boring than Goldman Sachs, I, well, whoever you are, right? So you, you can't tie your hand and say, well, in my industry, we can't do that. Or I'm in a regulated industry. I mean, consumer, forget about it. I mean, you look at the emails from like Wayfair or Hollister, people like that. It's basically written in hieroglyphics. There are no words. It's just all emojis. Now, I'm not saying to go that far, but somewhere between what Wayfair and Hollister are doing and your emails that you're currently sending out is where you want to live. You know, you want to live in this kind of exciting area and exciting zone. You know, one of these emails I'm looking at, it it's a, like a marketing newsletter and it it's started out wrong and it's so close it said guide to sms short codes right with a little book after that emoji i'm like oh god all they have to do is listen to this podcast episode i'm i'm getting rid of guide i'm putting the book up in front and maybe seven sms short codes or something right is that is that yeah, what you're no, that would on? actually probably do really really well and you know what i tell you is let's say we rattled off 10 different ideas while we're talking right you test yeah. them all somebody out there might be like wow I, three of them worked, but the other seven bombed, right? These guys have no idea what they're talking about. And I would say, no, that's not the way it works, right? We're like a baseball player. If you are, you know, three out of 10, you go to the Hall of Fame. If you get a hit three out of 10 <laughs> times, right? That's the way so it works. True, and, and so you want to keep swinging. You want to see what works. And then you can't do it the same way every time, right? If you go and you make a subject line, you make it a question. Question subject lines do really well. And let's say you get a really good performance out of that. You can't make every subject line be a question. Right? You have to have an arsenal of like 10 different things that you do that you rotate through or else you will become wallpaper. So it's always about testing. Not everything that we talk about is going to work for everybody. Too many variables out there. But you, every time you hit send, you got to be testing something, something. Testing, right, right. It's such a wasted opportunity to not test yeah. and just send that single email out to everyone. Maybe they're testing right now. Maybe they're about to prove you right with their right. lack of click-through from that particular one. Um, right. Man, who, who, you are, you are, you've been able to, more than many or most other guests, share so many actionable tidbits in such a short period of time. Where are you learning this from? Do you have, are there books? Are there podcasts? Are you just, you're in the lab all day long learning these things? Mm -hmm. Where do you, how do you fill your head? So um, my primary business is my agency. It's called Outcome Media. Uh, we yeah. work with those business and consumer clients. And we don't just do email. We do direct mail. We do podcast advertising. We do all sorts of stuff. But we are a media buying group. So on behalf of our clients, annually, we do 6 billion uh, email messages that we send and we measure. So we have a resource group that we're, we're constantly looking at what is working right now, right? So for example... After the calendar passes October 1st, right, um, and we get to about mid-January, from October 1st to about mid-January, we see that 2024, the next year, if you use that in your promotional materials, it does incredibly well. If you use 2023 after October 1st, it does horribly because we don't care anymore about it. This year's over, right? It's over. And it's the same thing for like the holiday season. If you put in your subject lines after October 1st, you know, pre-Black Friday uh, or anything related to holiday or Christmas or whatever, it does so well. So we are always trying to see what is moving the dial today versus yesterday. And we're basing it off of real campaign data 
uh, that we're seeing for all the clients that we're working on. And then that's how we fuel our website. Subjectline.com is a site where you know you can you can check how good or bad your subject line is. So we take all the data from our research group and we kind of funnel it into there. You can just throw it in there and and then That's what cool, happens man. is you, so, you put your subject line in, it gives you a score of how good or bad it is and why. And that's kind of how it's free. And it's free. We're gonna we're definitely gonna link to that uh, in the show notes. So anyone listening, you just click right on through. Go through that subject line you've been thinking about in there. Um, give absolutely. that a whirl. Man, who who are you? I know we've like literally just met, but you seem like a wizard of the high seas. So like, who in the world are you? Take me back to like Little J days, did you know you're going to be this grand, <laughs> like, serial entrepreneur, launching things, no. podcasts, events, all these things? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you the boring history, but I'll try to make it short. So, um, <laughs> no, no, my, little kid uh, history is not boring. Little kid history. There you go. So, my folks, my mom and dad, they started a company in the late 70s in my garage. And it was a company back then that was all about direct mail. They had this idea that, you know, people should be sending out a lot more direct mail back when, you know, catalogs were really just getting going and all this. And they were in our garage. And I literally grew up around the kitchen table learning about, you know, data and how you can spend a certain amount of money on a marketing campaign. It goes out the door and then you can measure the performance of it and see if you made money or didn't make money. And that's me was like, unbelievable, right? Spend a dollar yeah. and make $2. I want in on that type of thing. And in college, I, I started up an internet company that did okay for a while. And then in uh, the late 90s, email was really just starting to come to the forefront. And I was like, this is awesome. This is just an incredible channel. The reason I love email so much is when you look at, especially in, in a difficult economy, right? If you want to get the word out to everybody in your audience, you can't do that on social because you post something on social, go out to a portion of your uh, network because the algorithms. You can't do that on search. I mean, you have to spend a boatload of money uh, and you can't just reach the entire audience. You can't do it in direct right. mail because you just spend a lot of money, right, to get everyone there. There's only one channel on earth that if you want to communicate with your entire audience at any given moment and not spend a lot of money, it's email. And so I was like, that's it. That's the channel I really want to go deep on. And so that's what I do with my agency and, um, you know, we just grew in the late nineties into the two thousands. Then we launched subjectline.com and we just went further and further and we expanded out our media offering into all these other areas as, as time went on. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's my story. I I've never done anything else. Uh, it's just, I've just been around data my whole life. Just even, even back from the garage to now, you're just swimming in data and the cool yeah. thing is you're not hoarding it. You're putting it out there. You're helping, you're sharing. Always. And I would tell that to anybody is that um, just share everything you got. You know, I'll go on LinkedIn every day. I'll tell you this. I wish I discovered the power of LinkedIn probably earlier on in my career than I did. Sure. You know, I really started going deep on LinkedIn and sharing whatever I knew probably about two years ago or so. And it radically changed my network. Everyone, I, that's how I wound up on like a podcast like this, which is amazing. Um, I would encourage everyone to go out there and just start sharing every single day. You find your voice, you'll meet a ton of people. It'll radically change your path. Um, and it's fun. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, fun. I mean, fun was the, is the trick, right? And back in the old days, it was like, well, if that's fun, then 
you're probably not learning enough or you're probably not working hard enough, but actually it's yeah. fun. You can drive yourself to launch all sorts of things if it's fun. Yeah. And I think people have to start, stop being so, con uh, what I've learned is and what I've seen with all the different data is the less formatted something is, the better it does. Right. If I take a, uh, my phone, I point at myself and I'm walking around and say, hey, I just had a chicken salad sandwich. That'll do 10,000 times better than if I show some sort of like formatted video with a green screen of me talking <laughs> about some industry nonsense. Nobody cares. Right. right. It's the more it's the TikTokification of content that we all want. We want just more realness. Um, it's okay to post a meme and to be funny, you know, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think it really, uh, it changes, it changes your path. I definitely heard a lot of the larger companies are reducing the quality on their video and image side, you know, like just reducing definition where, whereas with the smaller companies are often trying to increase their definition. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to look big and the big companies are like, I want to look small. Right. A hundred percent. Right. Whereas everyone should just be themselves and it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, man. So, um, but did you stumble into the entrepreneurship world? I mean, running a business, you know, it's yeah. a bit of a it was almost kind of like, as I went along, I would just bump into things. I'm like, man, I got to do so like with, with subjectline.com, what happened was we were doing a lot of work in the world of email and every day yeah. people were coming to my team and saying, well, what should our subject line? And it was really annoying. Because we were just like every time it was like piecemeal, whatever. And I'm like, we gotta, there's gotta be a way to make a little tool for our clients. So I was literally sitting on my couch and I went to GoDaddy and I bought subjectline.com. And <laughs> then I was like, okay, now we'll put a tool behind it. And then we just put it up there and I was shocked. And we now, fast forward, we've checked 15 million subject lines. Uh, but it was never, I didn't have an intention of, wow, that's gonna be this whole big to do. So that's how that was born. And then, you know, two years ago, we started up this events company, Guru Events, to put on really large scale virtual marketing conferences. And the reason we did that was coming out of COVID, um, everybody said virtual events are dead. Nobody wants to attend them. They're boring. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. I go, they're just being done wrong. They're, they're not being focused on the fun. And if we focus on the fun, we can make them fun. And there's a lot of people on the planet that don't have the budget to travel. The companies aren't sending them to these conferences. The conferences are crazy expensive. Most of the big conferences are user conferences now that are put on by these big technology companies. They're not true marketing conferences. I said, we're going to put on the most fun, the largest, and 100% free conferences for everybody. And we're going to make it bananas. And that's what we've been doing. And it's working. And so, it, you know, again, it wasn't like we had this, I have this master plan of, hey, I want to start this business. It's almost out of like frustration that uh, um, I, I, I want to do things because I don't like when people say, you know, you have to do it this way or it can't be done because that's just nonsense. Uh, so that's kind of how I wound up all these areas. So it sounds like, uh, I want to say rule breaking or just seeing that status quo and God, this seems inefficient and I really don't want to spend my whole day doing this inefficient thing and let me just break it and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I think it's almost like it's almost like email marketing, right? You know, email marketing, sure. it's like you go on there and say, oh, how do I promote a, how do I promote this sale? How do I promote this webinar? I know I'll put webinar in the subject line. I'll click re put register in my email. I'll have a form with 700 fields that I don't actually need to collect because 
when I looked at the other companies that are out there, that's what they're doing too. So it must be the right thing to do. I won't get fired for doing what they're doing because that's what my competitors are doing. You also won't get any response rates. And so <laughs> this idea of, you know, just following the herd is not the path to success. It's the path right. to, to mediocrity. And so th that's how like in the world of, for example, virtual events, it's like, yeah, if you want to do what everybody else does, like, for example, we don't make on demand. There's no on demand from our events. Done. No on demand. Why? Because we feel that if you don't show up live, there's no energy. Well, everybody else, of course, does on demand because if you don't, that's not right. That's not okay. You're going to go to virtual event jail. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Just think a little differently. That's all. Yeah, it's not virtual. So tell me more about it. It's coming up soon though, right? It's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we put on this thing called, we put on multiple events, but this big one we have coming up is called Guru Conference. It's free. It's two days. It's all about email marketing. It's going to be 15,000 people there, all about email. Martha Stewart is speaking, right? And last year we had Damon John there. I mean, and to give you an idea of what I mean by fun, put aside the insane content that we're going to have. All the biggest brands are going to be there. Meta, Shopify, and Amazon, and you name it. They're all speaking great. But we talk about fun. What are we going to do to have fun? We are going to do a chicken wing challenge. We're going to have big industry people eating super hot chicken wings live, you know, like they do on YouTube, to see if they can handle it live, right? We're going to be doing a TikTok dance. We're bringing like 50 people on screen. We have a famous TikToker that teaches us how to do, you know, a TikTok dance. Right, we're gonna be playing Kahoot trivia games. We have a DJ, a live DJ playing music the whole time. You know, we you don't have to have these events be boring. They can actually be something you wanna to go to, right? So so we get excited about it. I think that's why people gravitate towards these different events and things that we're doing. And um, it has nothing to do with my agency business. I don't promote my agency there. This is purely to get more email marketing knowledge out to the marketplace. And again, it's totally free. We don't charge for anything. All right. So this is where? Guruconference.com. Okay. And where are you holding it this year? It's virtual. Oh, it is virtual. Oh, okay. The whole thing so, is virtual. Everything I just oh, said is virtual. is virtual. We're going to have a chicken wing challenge virtually. Only virtual. We're not live anywhere. And so anywhere around the world, go. Gotcha. November 8th and 9th. Awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. So people can just click through, you know, it, based on what I've already heard, two pages of takeaways for improving my email. It's like a no brainer to have, you know, to you or have someone on your team join that conference. Sick, man. Dude, one final question for you. Uh, it's a bit of a hypothetical, though. So okay. um, prepare. All right. So I'm in New Hampshire, right? I may or may not have a time machine over here in Nashville, New Hampshire. So you come right. visit, you, you do a customer meeting out in Boston, you drive up, I actually do have a time machine. So oh. you come up, we'll get some lobster, get some beer, but it's a particular kind of time machine, right? So we get to go back in time and we visit you like straight out of school, right? You just graduated and you get to meet yourself. You can have any kind of conversation you want. You can tell yourself anything you want, but buy stock, don't do this, don't date that person, whatever you want to say. You have a few minutes. What would you tell yourself? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. Um, all right. Very random. I would load up on uh, 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer basketball cards, number one. Get a boatload <laughs> of them because they're worth a lot of money. 
I would buy a lot of Apple stock. Uh, I do that number two. I would tell myself that the person that you just graduated college and you were dating in college is somebody you should pay attention to because it is who I wound up marrying. Uh, nice. So that worked out well. And that um, try to, you know, try to enjoy the ride more than always just uh, worrying about what's to come. Because I think that's, you know, for myself, I'm just always about, oh my God, what's going to happen next, whatever. Not really living in the moment. Um, and that's something I struggle with every single day. And also, eat the donut, eat the ice cream. Who cares? Just do it. All right, you heard it here. Eat the donut. Jay, yeah. dude, where can people throw out the links? We got the conference. We got yeah. the media, all the things. Where can yeah. people connect with you? Where do you want them to yeah, click? Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Thank you. Please follow, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm all over LinkedIn. I go deep on LinkedIn. So hit my name up on LinkedIn. Drop me a connection. Subjectline.com is 100% free. I really, it's a lot of fun. It's got an AI integration. It's cool. It's free. GuruConference.com is free. Um, and my agency is Outcome Media. So it's OutcomeMedia.com. That's not free. Um, but everything <laughs> else is. And uh, no, if I could ever be a resource for anybody on any of this stuff, I love talking about it. So, and I really appreciate being on the podcast. I've listened to a bunch of episodes and you guys are, you guys are crushing it. Oh, wait, I have a podcast. Yes. Yes. I have a podcast. Uh, It's called do this, not that. So look up my last name, Jay Schwedelson. You'll find it every week. We put out a really quick tip wins. Each episode's less than 12 minutes. Uh, So do this, not that for marketers only with Jay Schwedelson. I really hope you check it out. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Thank you. Dude, awesome. Thank you so much for being on here, man. I feel like, you know, I, I've i been swimming in email for a long time too, but man, did I even learn things on this. And oh, like, nice. and I am, and I'm surprised and I'm like re, reinvigorated for doing more email and just attacking cool. it in a smarter way. So thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, man, I appreciate the invite. Thank you. And for those listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I literally have two pages of notes over here, front and back, <laughs> then share this with one like one person, nine people, 3,000, whatever. But get good information in other people's hands. Tag Jay on LinkedIn. We'll hop in those comments and we'll just blow them up and we'll destroy them. Um, but thanks again, man. This has been great. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks. All right, everyone. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will see you all next time.